something that I just really, really enjoy is like making women feel pretty and beautiful and knowing that they can wear that and you need to try it on because it's going to look good on you. And I will be honest, though. She Leads. I'm your host, Thea, and I'm so glad that you joined in today. She Leads is a place to have conversations about leadership, relationships, and faith with women who are leading out in the world today, and I'm so glad that you decided to tune in. I actually just want to take a moment and say thank you to all the love and support. Thank you for the likes and the shares. Uh, We've only have a handful of episodes that have been released, but already the feedback is tremendous, and I'm just so grateful that you are responding to this and that you're enjoying it and sharing with other leaders. I have one comment to share today, which was about our episode uh, with Reverend Jordan Sikas about revision. And the commenter said, revision sounds amazing. I needed to hear that. We are not our trauma. It's inspiring and eye-opening to find an honest space where there's hardly any voice. And that's exactly what we're striving to do here is just create a space where uh, women's stories of leadership, faith, and relationships are shared in a way that's meaningful and impactful. And I definitely would love to continue to hear from you. So please send your comments to sheleadscomments at gmail.com and we'll be sure to include them as well. Today we have a wonderful guest. Uh, My friend Megan Jones has agreed to come on and share a little bit about her leadership journey. So Megan, thank you so much for coming. Uh, Why don't you introduce yourself and then tell us that fun fact that you found. Yes, happy birthday. That's awesome. A a Christmas baby. And then you also are a local uh, business owner. You own a shop here in Pearland, your boutique shop. Your boutique shop. Tell us a little bit about the shop. Why is it great? Um, Well, it's great because I've always wanted to own a shop since like probably little, little bitty and I'll be 40 this year and I finally got to do what I've always wanted to do. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for like 10 years. So, and I ran it out of the house for about eight. So, and then finally me and the husband talked and we both agreed it was time. That's so awesome. Congratulations on that. It's super, super awesome. Great clothes, super cute, super fun stuff. So if you're looking for something, go and check it out. Um, Let's jump into our conversation today. How would you describe yourself as a leader and where are you leading? Oh God. Um, I guess, honestly, I never called myself a leader. I don't really usually think or say that I am, but a lot of people always say that I am. I guess I'm a leader in ways like um, I do lead a women's group at my church. It's called Mops. It's like mostly for, well, it's for moms with children, and we just meet like twice a month. We do mom's night outs and things like that. Um, again, like I just don't even really know where to start to say if I was a leader, um, but I guess I just really like... Um, doing things for others and, like, showing them that, like, you could do this too and, like, things like that, if that even makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I That's something I actually really love about you is that you would never call yourself a leader. You often shy away from leadership 100%. positions, yeah. and yet <laughs> you have a following. People love to be around you. People are inspired and encouraged by you. 
Um, you have grown that mom's group to a tremendous number of women who have found a place so they feel safe and secure. And they uh, many who say, I just, Megan invited me and she's amazing. So I thought I would say yes. Um, tell me about uh, starting the business. I mean, you said out of your home. Yes. So I ran it out of the house for about eight years before that. It was mostly, I just made like t-shirts and stuff like that. But I do have a degree in fashion merchandising. So I've always been very, very into fashion. Like, you want to talk Gucci, Prada, Chanel, I'm down for it. Um, like, top of any conversation, you want to talk about fashion. But, yeah, I ran out of the house for about eight years. Um, I mostly just did Facebook, Instagram, and got a really good follow and word of mouth and friends, family. And then we just celebrated um, my one year at the store, my, you know, um, but yeah, so it was just something I've always wanted to do and I finally get to do it and I'm just really excited and blessed that I have a very supporting husband that agreed to it. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. So, so you, I remember you telling me you wanted to open a store since high school. Probably even before that, but tell me yes. about that dream. Tell me about the high school dream about owning a store. Oh gosh. I don't know. Like I've just always been again, like, really into fashion, like, girls would come to the house and, like, go through my closet and, like, want to get stuff for me all the time. Um, it's just really just something that I just really, really enjoy is, like, making women feel pretty and beautiful and knowing that they can wear that and you need to try it on because it's going to look good on you. And I will be honest, though, and be like, no, maybe we should find something else. But I just really like to make women look pretty and make them feel confident and yeah. Enjoy doing that. What I'm hearing in that is that you see the beauty in in people. Yes. You know, and I think that is a a tremendous gift of of leadership and I would argue maybe women have the ability to see beauty in other people and then to um foster it and say you can do this. You you got this. This is not going to be hard for you or too, you know, out of the box and even just that an encouragement and empowerment. And I think sometimes we might, you know, want to look at, well, like fashion, that's not really required or necessary. And yet it's literally how we live our lives. Every day we have yes. to get dressed. You, you have to put clothes on. <laughs> we make these decisions and how much, um, you know, what we're wearing it leads to our confidence. It leads to our readiness. It leads to, uh, it's, it's a statement to the world, you know, like, so I don't have socials, but I love a good t-shirt with some sort of slogan on it. I mean, I'm looking at yours now too. Like this is a, a statement to the world yeah. of what, of what I'm about and what I'm, what I mean. And, um, and, and fashion creates that place for that. Something I have loved recently in the world of fashion. I feel like we're getting away from it right now, but like this explosion of creativity yes. and color, yes. and there's no more rules. Just there you can do rules. what you want. Yeah. And I say, I feel like we're getting away from it because it does feel like, um, when I go to the stores, it's a lot of uh, earth tones and oversized. Well, if you do look. Tell me more. So I go to Market um, in Dallas, and really, earth tones are not in. It's all about the, like, really bright pinks and greens and blues. So I would have to disagree with you on that one. Okay. <laughs> well, I just like the stores are pushing this site, this some of this stuff. If you come in mind, there's no earth tones. I no, you. <laughs> your, your store is alive with color and vibrancy. Yes. Um, and I think it's also, again, empowering for women to know, like, I can wear neon green. Yes, you can. I can wear, you, you can. know, hot pink. Yes. I watch my, like, nieces and nephews 
about five to eight, especially the girls, they wear whatever they want and they have so much fun. They are just embracing the boots and the skirts. And not, and I remember watching one of them and thought, man, when did I start start thinking I couldn't? You know, when did I start thinking I'm not, I shouldn't yeah. wear this anymore? Uh, when did I start, you know, stopping believing in myself that I could rock a tutu, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so often women, we do get, you know, kind of pulled or pushed or uh, forced into yeah. this, like, you've got to look a certain way. That's no longer appropriate. Yeah. Um, tr- it, that is true. hundred percent. Yeah. But I try to make, especially at my store, if you come in and you're like, Oh, I don't know, Megan, that just doesn't look like something I would wear. And I mm-hmm. would just be like, no girl, get in that dressing room. We're going to try it on. And then we'll discuss it afterwards. I try to make all my um, clients feel that they're pretty and that they can wear whatever they want. It doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. So I've got teenagers that come to my store all the way to like some of my super cute little seasoned grandmas from the church that come into the store. And we're talking like in their 80s and get stuff from me. So when you when you speak about versatility, I just can't help but remember the the Megan sweater. And so I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Tell tell this story. Like, oh my God, what is the Megan, Megan sweater? sweater? I don't even know. Like it was like a huge success this winter. It was like it's just a simple sweater I got in like seven different colors and I had to reorder it like 20 times. And then one day at church, like 10 ladies had on like the sweater and it was so cute. I loved it though. Cause it was like so much support and love. And I was like, gosh, you guys, that's mm-hmm. so sweet. But it was wild. Like craziest sweater ever. I'm going to totally bring it back if it's like in season. <laughs> yeah. And the sweater is very, it's very soft. It's yes. very comfortable. It's comfy, soft. I mean, there's really nothing to it. It's yeah. just a, and that's a, sweater. that's a, like a desire of all ages of all, you know, walks of life. Mm-hmm. Like I want clothes to be comfortable. Yes. I want to feel good in them. Yeah. I want to feel Again, cozy. There was like, like the youngers to like a little, one of my most favorite Miss Judy, I think she bought and she's like in her eighties. So it was just really sweet to mm-hmm. like see a bunch of support and love and I yeah enjoy it. yeah so take me back again so you had this dream you were selling stuff out of your house what was and then you decided okay it's time to open a shop what were some of those concrete steps you had to take well I mean I don't I guess there wasn't too many concrete steps because I feel like we already did most of the work like at home you have to get like a license and all this mm-hmm. stuff it was just the fact of me getting it out of the house and put out there for everybody to see rather than just the people that were seeing it mm-hmm. like from like word of mouth or things like that. How did you find the space? Find the space. So my friend Jessica Lewis, she's amazing. She's a realtor. Go find her. Look her up. Um, we went to like eight different places. And um, the place that I'm in, it's like right next to Emma's and Santa Barbara and Pearland Cinema 6 and the new hometown seafood. And we went back to this place, I swear, like, three or four times because I just kept saying, like, I just get a really good vibe over here. And, like, it was busier over in these, uh, over in that. And it was, like, a really good um, size. The size of it was perfect. Everywhere else was, like, really big. And I would have had to do a lot of inventory and a lot more money I would have to put into it. And this one, we just had to do a little paint and hang some fixtures. And we were... And we were ready to go. Like, it was really not. But it was in the midst of, like, um, 
kind of COVID still. Mm. Like, we still had to do, like, the masking and stuff like that in the beginning. But I think also it was during COVID, so they were really trying to get somebody in. So we got a really good deal. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And signed a three-year. Okay. So this will be, I just celebrated a year. Yeah. So two more years. Yeah, and your shop is, a, it's adorable. Thank you. It's I really, try. really nice. And you have, you have a, a lot in there. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of storage space, so usually what's out is what's out. There's mm-hmm. like nothing. Back, I don't have back stock or anything, and I never usually try to reorder things. Like mm-hmm. I try to make it like you get something, and then that's that, and then something new comes, except mm-hmm. the Megan sweater for some reason was like super popular. I still yeah, I'm like that was so crazy. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit more about um, leading as, as, a, as a business owner and, and even in this world of, of fashion and maybe even, again, beauty. Um, you know, what is it that drives you? What is, uh, what is it that's important to you? I mean, why do you, um, why do you get up and go work, at a, go work at your shop? Oh, because, uh, again, it's something I've always wanted to do. And I feel like as a woman, like a lot of people say, you can't do that or mm. you're not supposed to be doing that and you're supposed to be home. And I don't, I've always been like, I think that's like the silliest thing. Mm-hmm. Women can do anything. Um, but I guess the drive is just in general. It's like I love fashion and it's for my family and just for my own mental health to get out mm. and to be doing something rather than just like sitting around like a little housewife or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Say more about that, giving you really some, like maybe some purpose. Yes, purpose. Because there was a time where it was like, especially when the kids were both like in school, like I was like making up errands to do. I was like, this is so, like, this is so boring. Like I need something else. And I also felt like I wasn't contributing mm. a lot. Um, I still, I mean, I still don't get paid, but like, I just feel like now that I'm like, I have, I have somewhere to go. I have something to do. Um, before I was just kind of like there. And yes, I was running it out of the house, but it wasn't as much. Like, I couldn't always, like, have people over all the time or, like, you know, things like that. And I didn't have room for inventory or stuff like that. So it was just a little bit harder. Having the store makes it a little easier. So you do have yeah. more inventory and stuff like that. But What are some of the challenges you've faced in this first year oh, gosh. of business ownership? Uh, the biggest thing, I think, is the struggle when it's slow. Um, it makes me rethink my process of, am I really supposed to be doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, January, all the J's are really slow, actually, in retail. Like, I worked for Michael Kors for a little while before kids and Brandon, um, after I graduated college. And it's just, I mean, but they're like a billion-dollar company, so they're not hurting. But, like, just general, I think it's the only thing that I feel like is just the hardest is when it's slow. Because then I'm like, God, like, were we even going to, like, I'll have to ask Brandon to, like, help pay for rent or something because it was a really slow month and I'm not going to be able to do it. And again, I'm very, very blessed that we have that ability where he can help me mm-hmm. do that. But the hard stuff is really when it's so slow and you're like just rethinking like, mm-hmm. why did I do this? Like we'd come home crying and be like, this is so silly. Like we should just close. And Brandon's like, no, we're not going to close. You're going to be fine. It's going to be great. We're, we're doing it. And I'm like, fine. Yeah. But yeah. What's that like to have a, a husband so supportive of your <laughs> He's such a of pain, your dreams? But he is literally the most biggest supporter on the planet. He is a godsend. I don't even know how I got so lucky to be married to that man, but 
he's just wonderful in every way. Like, he's so helpful and so sweet. I mean, yes, there are times where we're both, like, wanting to call in the bucket or whatever. <laughs> That's not even a word. Like, call it in and be like, whatever, we're yeah. done. But, um, again, he's just been very, very supportive because he knows how much I've always wanted to do this. So. Yeah. It makes me think about that, that – um, I don't know, phrase like behind every strong, you know, behind, behind every great leader is a strong woman, mm-hmm. um, which is very an outdated way of, of talking 100%. about men. But <laughs> I do see that, you know, in for, for women in leadership, that when we are in partnerships, it has to be strong. Yeah. There has to be not only encouragement and support, but also like a lack of ego and um, to not feel threatened that, you know, your wife is doing something, you know, and that there is um, more encouragement and freedom. And, you know, I, I actually feel the same about my husband. He's so encouraging and supportive. I mean, back he really from is. He's so sweet. when I, you know, quit my job and was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Give me six months to figure it out. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to push you, you know. And even just the other day, he was just saying, hey, we got a reimbursement. And he's like, take that and put it to the podcast. Like, I want to support this. This is what we want to support, you know, do what you have to do. And so, and it's not that like, I'm not who I am because of that, but it does make it easier that that's not a fight we have to have, or there's not an, um, a battle of, of resources, both time, energy, dollars, that there is that support and encouragement. And I think that's a really important that women, um, hear and know too. And, and, And really for men to know, Hey, if the woman in your life has a dream, one of the best things you can do is just encourage and be truly supportive. Yeah. Talk to you about your kids. What do your kids think about mom owning a business? Oh gosh. Addison loves it. Although she is a little older. So there's this other super, and that's the other good thing about Pearland is the community wise. Like there's 10 other boutiques here in Pearland. Um, I promise I'm getting to the point, but like, she there's this one it's called Anna Little Hope they're the cutest she has like more it's like more young vibes sure like super cute stuff but I am again but I could wear them if I wanted to but I'm not um but she's always like mom your store is so cute but I do like Anna Little Hope like why don't you have (laughs) stuff like her sometimes and I'm like oh geez Eddie thanks Mm -hmm. but she was so excited about it um Carter when he comes in he like wants to like ring people up and stuff it's really funny mm-hmm. and I'm like always like well if it's still around guess where your first job might be <laughs> to come work for me and yeah. both of them um have been really supportive too about it it's so sweet yeah. and um I'm I like to think that I'm showing them that you can do anything and it's especially Addison that yeah. we are women and we are allowed to do whatever we want to do yeah no matter what it won't be weird for them to see yeah. it or to notice it and just be like yeah of course my mom's a business owner why wouldn't somebody be yeah. able to do that? Um, I love that. So last question, where where are you finding beauty today? So you're creating a space where you're hoping women, you know, um, see that they're beautiful, that they can pull off something more fun and wild and um, and encouraging them. And But where are you finding beauty? Where am I finding beauty? Um, waking up and getting to do what I love to do every day. It makes me feel really good. Yeah. What do you do to take care of yourself? Like Oh, all the things. I do lots of girls' nights or, you know, date nights with a hubby. But mostly I'm always doing something for myself. I, I know that you have to do that mm-hmm. as a woman. And so, yeah, girls' nights, 
a night by myself in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, like yeah. <laughs> all the things. Like a little pamper. Yeah. Yeah, just taking the moment for mm-hmm. you. That's really, really good. And I think that can be really hard when you're not only – Yeah, as a mom, but also as a business owner. And then you are very active in the yeah. community, yes. um, at church I'm and other things. Lions, so I do that too. But mm-hmm. I do not lead anything in there. I told my friend that asked me, I'm not leading – anything don't ask me <laughs> tell me about lions club i don't really, you know no, oh, i don't so really know what it is oh it's like um it's like a what it's lions club um there's like a men group too but it's silver lake lions club um we meet once a month we basically um do stuff like in the community and there's a um it's called the lions camp it's for like disabled children and so basically we do a lot of fundraisers and stuff like that but it goes all towards that um, they do a lot of fun stuff, and it's really, really fun. And again, but I told my friend, she was like, come join me, come do this. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. And they do other stuff in the community. They give out scholarships to a few of the high schools. They do, a, like, a prom rack for kids that could maybe afford it. Um, it's a really, 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 really good um, group. But I was like, oh, that sounds amazing, and I can't wait, but I'm not leading it. So don't ask me. What I love again, you know, your your adversity to the word leader and even to leadership positions, and yet you reveal even just in this short time how often you're willing to serve, how willing you're so you know how willing you are to give and to support and encourage others. And I would argue that's one of the greatest traits of a leader is to be a servant. And actually, Jesus said it too. You know, if you want to be the greatest, you have to be willing to serve. Um, and that's what you're doing. I do. No, I do. I do genuinely love to serve. It is, like, one of my, what is that? The, like, um, oh, geez. Like, you can take a test and, like, tells you. Like, oh, spiritual gifts? Something like that, yeah. Like, I'm a server and things like that. Yes. Yeah. Spiritual gifts. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of yours. I think it's one of yes. your leadership talents, it too. Is. I know that. But I don't always like to. Uh, and it doesn't surprise me, you're in the <laughs> service industry, you open up a boutique, right? Customer service, you yeah. deal with people all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's wonderful. So what's one step a leader could take if they were striving to find or even maybe um, encourage some beauty in the world today? What would be something you would advise a woman with a dream? To do it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't because you can. To just do it. doesn't matter what it is or who you might step on to get there, you should do it. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for tuning in. And uh, again, would love to hear your comments. Would love to have you join the conversation. So send your feedback to sheleadscomments at gmail.com and we'll see you next time. Thanks. She Leads is produced by me, Thea Curry-Fusen, recorded and edited by Pearland Podcast Studios. All thoughts and expressions shared by the guests are theirs and not the organizations they're affiliated with. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out next week to continue the conversation on She Leads.